So how are you uh, working through Lent? Have any of you taken any time maybe to reflect? What about uh, the idea that part of uh, the way you break the grip this world has on you is by giving back and blessing others, which means uh, withholding stuff from yourself. And are you thinking about Easter? Who you might invite to sit with you and be part of a a life-giving celebration of Jesus who wants us to be alive and well now and forever? Who in your world needs Jesus? Who needs a touch from Jesus? Uh, You bless others as you invite them to experience the joy of worship uh, at Easter or really any time. We're in a second week of a a three-week series called The Blessing, How to Get It, How to Give It Away, and we're going to spend two weeks talking about giving it away because that's key to experiencing God's blessing. Mark Batterson, whose book The Double Blessing is a bit of a foundation for this series, uses the phrase, flip the blessing. That the way you get God's blessing is you give it away, you, you flip the blessing. He says, God doesn't bless to raise our standard of living. He blesses us to raise our standard of giving. You are blessed as you give it away. Let me tell you a story maybe to create some context and, and just to get you thinking a little bit. Last Christmas here in Fort McMurray, a, a group of people on my social media feed took the, what's called the 12 days of, of Christmas to be secret elves. It's called elfing. Look it up in Google. It really is a thing. It is a, 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 a Christmas It is a Christmas thing, Um, and uh, don't look it up on the Urban Dictionary because it has a few other definitions for it. So we'll we'll stick with the good definition, Uh, and maybe we can make it an Easter thing too, but uh, let's talk about good elfing, and uh, some some in Fort McMurray took all 12 days to, to do it. Uh, Some just did it for a day or two with multiple people. I mean, you can make your own rules, I'm sure. But what was happening was an individual or a couple or a family would would pick uh, someone else or a family that they just wanted to bless. Some for 12 days, some just for a day or two. And I'll use the diehard 12 days of Christmas types to continue. So for 12 days, they would stealthily deliver gifts like ninja elves and, and then disappear into the night. And then on the 12th day, they'd reveal who they are and sometimes a party would erupt. It was, it was a really awesome idea. Maybe right now we could have some stealth Easter bunnies. What do you think? Uh, a word or two of warning. I did hear, this didn't happen in Fort McMurray. We're not quite so sp- suspicious here, but I did hear from another city that the police got called for suspect packages. Uh, that at least one kid was devastated when it wasn't real elves. And you should be sure that you have the right address. That helps a bit. Again, maybe this could be a secret Easter bunny thing with candy. What do you think? Well, what are the people doing here? They are flipping the blessing. They are giving blessing away. They are blessing others, creating a bit of joy for other people. When the Bible talks about blessing, it might be a little deeper than this, but it could include this. The idea is that as followers of Jesus, we would love people when they least expect it. We would love people when they least deserve it. It it means stepping in during a crisis and and just being there, being a shoulder to lean on. It it means helping with a refugee family uh, like the Bandurcos. I mean, I, I read. You should read all four of the Gospels, the four histories of Jesus. And as you read, you'll see Jesus showering thoughtfulness and blessing on all sorts of people. You know, Jesus did say, give, 
and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. These words of Jesus are not just about giving money, although they very much include your willingness to give financially, but these words relate to every area of giving. Jesus also said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Friends, God wants to bless us so that we can bless others. God wants us to take what we have, our time, our talents, our energy, our resources, and give them away. And it's in the giving away that we are more blessed than if we had just kept it all. The more we give away, the more we are blessed. We are to flip the blessing. Okay, last week we, we never had time to really unpack much in the way of what the word blessing means, especially when we read about it in the Bible. It does mean the favor of God, God's favor poured out on us. Blessing is God's favor, but we're still not sure what that means, so let me throw out maybe a few thoughts about this whole idea of blessing. Number one, blessing is not good luck. It is not winning the lottery. Now, Mark Batterson makes a statement that I just quoted moments ago, and here it goes again. God doesn't bless us to raise our standard of living. God blesses us to raise our standard of giving. I, I love that quote, and I find it personally quite challenging. Hey, if we're financially blessed and all we do is use it to raise our standard of living, the blessing backfires and becomes a curse. For those of us who are financially blessed, which is most of us here, your greatest asset can become your greatest liability if you don't use it for God's glory. This is the lesson of the story of the rich young ruler. Check it out for yourself. It's in Mark chapter 10. Uh, he was blessed, but for him it was a curse. And he had, the he had the potential of a life of blessing with Jesus, but he just couldn't let go of his stuff. It's a story worth reading and pondering. It, it really is a, a sad story. Number two, blessing is not health, wealth, and prosperity. Now, those things can be a byproduct of God's blessing, but friends, we, we, we devalue and we misunderstand the biblical concept of blessing if we think of it in material terms. It's not that vacation in the sun where you put hashtag blessed at the bottom of your sun-soaked picture. Won't point at any of you. Um, rather, it's better to think of blessing as more like joy unspeakable, peace that passes all understanding. It's knowing your past mistakes do not define you because you know your sins are forgiven. Blessing is more about being in a right relationship with God who made us in his image. Friends, blessing is God with us. It is God for us. It is God in us. It's God's favor on our lives. Number three, blessing is not a problem-free life. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Everybody walks through the valley of the shadow of death. You will grieve. You will get hurt. Life is not fair. Think of it this way, and I took this from Batterson. We cannot become like Jesus without being betrayed by Judas or denied by Peter or tempted uh, by the devil himself. Friends, God is good. His grace is sufficient. And we are blessed when we experience God's grace as we navigate through the mess of life. 
If you were here last week, I, I talked about the idea that before there was original sin, before Adam and Eve gave in to the temptation of evil, uh, before there was original sin, there was original blessing. That the first thing that God did after he, he created humankind was to bless us. Friends, God's first inclination towards us is to bless us. And the very first instinct, the yearning in, in our hearts is to be blessed. We read in the Old Testament some very dramatic stories of the failures of, of you know, of, of just failures and sin of God's people. But in his grace, God often turns that around and, and allows his people to experience blessing. God uses Moses to deliver the people of Israel from their slavery in Egypt. He, he parts the Red Sea and creates a sidewalk for them to escape on. And, and then that sea comes crashing down on the Egyptian army who, who want to enslave them again. That's blessing. As they travel in the wilderness, God serves them breakfast and bed every morning with daily manna, right? That's blessing. It's always in the heart of our God to bless. And that's why God gave Moses these words to Aaron, the high priest of Israel, words that would bless the people. We've sung them already. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. With the writing of the New Testament, this whole idea of priests changes. All of us who choose to follow Jesus, we become priests. Like in the Old Testament, we, we all have the priestly function to bless others. You are a priest to bless others. Listen to how the Apostle Peter describes this. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Friends, God blessed you with the gift of salvation. God has blessed you with the gift of life that, that can be transformed not now, life that can get deeper and, and better, and life that is eternal. God has blessed you and, and chosen you to be a priest in, in a world of need. You have been blessed to be a blessing. And it's your job as God's priest to pronounce God's blessing on everybody God puts in your path. So if you are a welder, you are reeling a welder priest. If you are a mechanic, a mechanic priest, a nurse, a nurse priest, a, a process engineer priest, a, a heavy hauler priest, a cashier priest, a, a teacher priest, a lawyer priest. If you are a follower of Jesus, you are part of his royal priesthood. And it's the job of the priest, you and me both, to declare God's praises and pronounce God's blessing. You are to be a blessing to all of the people that God puts in your path. God has blessed you to bless others. Okay, let me dive a little more deeply into this. Let's look at a little short-term missions trip Jesus sent his disciples on. It's, it's found in Matthew 10 if you want to read it on your own. What I find fascinating is the instructions that Jesus gave to his disciples uh, uh, who went on this trip. Uh, these, these instructions sound a little strange to us today. Jesus said to them, when you enter the home, give it your blessing. If it turns out to be a worthy home, let your blessing stand. If not, take back the blessing. What do we normally do when we meet people? Hey, when things go well, we bless people after the fact, right? Right? But friends, that's not what Jesus says. 
Jesus says we are to lead with blessing. As soon as someone walks into your home, we bless them. We don't wait to see if someone deserves to be blessed or not. We just lead with blessing. What does that mean? Well, it means checking the ego at the door. It means what you don't know about the situation you're walking into doesn't matter. You, you just make positive assumptions about what you're walking into, not negative ones. That's kind of counterintuitive, right? You lead with blessing by catching people doing right and praising them, blessing them. It's, about, it's bragging about people behind their backs. It's, it's just adding value wherever you go. It's loving everybody always. Hey, does this always work? No. Jesus gets that. Sometimes the blessing backfires. You flip the blessing and someone flips you the bird. So what does Jesus say? You leave. And as you go, you take your blessing with you. In fact, Jesus tells his disciples to shake the dust off of the feet as you go. But still, we are always to lead with blessing. If it doesn't work, oh well, we still always lead with blessing. Why? Because it's the loving thing to do and God will return blessing to us. Next week is, is Palm Sunday. It's going to be awesome. Kids all over the place. We've got a great Sunday for you. The Old Testament prophet Zechariah foretold this event 500 years ago before it happened. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious. Yet he is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. Now, the original context for this prophecy is all these young Israelites who have been taken as prisoners of war and what's called the Babylonian captivity. It was a promise to them, and it's a promise about Jesus. Zechariah goes on to write, Return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. Today I declare that I will restore to you double. Zechariah calls these prisoners of war, prisoners of hope. How cool is that? And as we translate this into today's experience, we, you and me, we have been prisoners of war, prisoners of the evil one, of sin. And now we have been set free by Jesus. And the promise of Zechariah then and now is that God will restore double. In the New International Version, it, it reads, I will restore twice as much. The New Living Translation says, I will repay two blessings for each of your troubles. And the message says, I am declaring a double bonus. Okay, let's be clear. You cannot turn biblical principles into mathematical equations. It's just the idea that it's in God's heart to bless and to bless abundantly. Although, you, you do have Old Testament Job. This guy lost everything. His wealth, his family, his health. He, he was left with a, a wife who was understandably, incredibly bitter as, yeah, as, as life just crashed. The best she could do for Job was to tell him to curse God and die. I mean, Job, just get this suffering over with, and why don't you just die? And, yeah, she was sweet. And, and his friends, really, they were more of a curse than a blessing. They, they kept telling Job, oh, this is, this is your, I mean, God wouldn't do this to you unless you were a really bad guy. This is your fault. That was, they were real encouraging to him at that time. But read what Job does. He takes their discouragement, and he blesses them back. When Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as before. So yeah, sometimes God does bless with twice as much. But the point here, the principle here, is Job prayed for his friends. 
He prayed blessing for his friends. He, he gave away blessing through prayer and forgiveness, and, and God blessed in return. And just a side note, forgiveness is one habit of highly blessed people. Forgiveness, forgiveness can break the curse of bitterness. Forgiveness has a way of starting a, a, a new chapter of, of blessing. Hey, when God called Abraham to become the father of a nation, the nation of Israel, he promised to bless Abraham as he calls on Abraham to flip that blessing to others. Let me read. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you I will curse and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. It is in the heart of our God to bless before there was original sin, there was original blessing. We are to go to God to seek his blessing, to ask him to shine his favor on us. But at the same time, we are to give that blessing away. We are to flip the blessing. And the way to get God's blessing really starts by giving away what you have. I don't think you can ask for his blessing without being willing to give it away. In fact, the best time to seek God for his blessing is when you're giving it away. The way to get God's blessing is by giving it away. So would you really think about this in your own life? Where can you personally be giving blessing away? How can you lead with blessing every day? In your home, where you work, on your kids' sports team. How do you bless your church so that together we bless this city? In a moment. We're going to respond to all this with communion, worship, and celebrate the ultimate blessing that we could have ever received, right? The blessing of salvation, the, the gift of life now that goes on forever. When we come to Jesus and we ask for his forgiveness, friends, he wipes the slate full of our sin clean. This is because of the broken body and shed blood that pays the penalty that we ourselves could never pay so that we could experience the blessing of a personal, life-changing relationship with Jesus that changes everything now and forever. The Apostle Paul writes, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? We have been blessed. Blessed with salvation. Blessed with the forgiveness of sin. Blessed with deliverance from God's wrath. Blessed with the power to live well now and to live forever with God. So in a moment, I'm going to invite you to come forward to pick up the communion elements, bread and juice, picturing the body and blood of Jesus. And as you come forward, give God thanks for the blessing of salvation. Worship God by making a commitment to him to flip the blessing to every person that God puts in your path every day. Flip the blessing to every person every day. As you come forward, the act of coming forward is a sacred act saying, I have received the blessing of God, and publicly I declare that I will give the blessing away. So as you come forward, it's, it's kind of a, a solemn moment. So you'll take the communion package back to your seat, and, and in a time of personal worship and reflection and thanksgiving, you'll peel the first layer off and take the bread and, and eat it and then give God praise, and then peel the next layer off and drink it with a heart of adoration for Jesus. And by the way, as you leave the service, you can just uh, take that cup and place it in one of the bins on the way out. 
Also, as you come forward, our prayer team will be up front and available to pray with you as you seek God's blessing on your life or the life of others. They'll also be available at the end of the service, and if you're watching online, please message us with your requests. Would you join me for a moment of prayer? Lord Jesus, you gave your life away that, that I might be given the blessing of salvation. You, you gave your life away that, that I might be given the gift of life to the full now and forever. You, you gave your life away that I might gain freedom from, from the sin that so messes my life. I mean, hallelujah, what a Savior. As I come forward to worship um, by eating bread and drinking juice, I thank you for all the blessings that your death made possible. And I receive them. And I commit in every way possible to be a blessing to others, a blessing to my church, a, a blessing to my city and world. I pray all this in Jesus' name. 